الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل ان كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن احدكم حتى اكون احب اليه من والده وولده والناس اجمعين او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders beloved brothers in islam the verse of the quran which i recited in the introductory khutbah as well as the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we would have heard this many many times and both that verse in the quran and coupled with it many many other verses and many many ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam indicate towards what is a cornerstone a fundamental part integral part and aspect of our shariat and our deen of islam and that is to imbibe and inculcate within ourselves profound love for Allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam many many verses in the quran walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah allah taala says that iman inspires this the proof of iman the proof of iman is ashaddu hubban lillah is when a person's love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes intense al iman fi qalbi ar-rajul an yuhibb Allah azza wa jal iman in the heart of a person is that automatically he loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala man ahabba lillah wa abghadha lillah wa a'ta lillah wa mana'a lillah faqad istakmala al iman like that many many verses many many ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam There is one ajeeb very very interesting riwayat and from this there is a very very important sabak and lesson which you and I have to learn because today you walk up to any muslim he may be what we call sharabi kababi in his life may be completely devoid of shariat and deen but you ask him this question do you love allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and what is it all his response be 
मैं जान देने के लिए भी तैयार हूं आई एम रेडी टू गिव माई लाइफ आई लव अल्लाह इज रसूल एनी पर्सन विद इवन अ वेस्टीज और एन आयोटा ऑफ ईमान विल ओपनली डिक्लेयर दिस बट द इंपॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन माई रिस्पेक्टेड ब्रदर्स Are we sincere in that claim? Are we the true Ushak, lovers of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Or put it more clearly, the type of love that we have for Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is it what is matloob? Is it what is desired? And will it be acceptable to Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? To explain this. Or elaborate or elucidate this for us. As I inferred, there was one riwayat: the Sahaba, "Qala ashabu Rasulillah sallallahu alaihi wasallam." The Sahaba came before Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Inna nuhibu Rabbana hubban shadida. Ajib. They said, "Ya Rasulullah, inna verily without a doubt." Nuhibu Rabbana, we love our Rabb, we love Allah hubban shadida excessively. But Sahaba understood that just this dawa, this claim, this is not sufficient. Like if you talk in legal terminology, they say when you have dawa, you need dalil. When you make a claim, there has to be a proof. It has to mean something. There has to be something to back it up. Otherwise, like we say in Urdu, "Zubani jama kharsh," empty words, no meaning behind it. Like they say, there's one person went around telling everybody, ordinary simpleton, villager in one town. He told everybody, you know, listen, I'm going to get married to the daughter of the queen of the king. I'm going to get married to the princess. So they said, "Pagal, the princess doesn't even know your name. What do you mean you're going to get married to her?" He said, "Listen. In other words, dawa claim. I'm going to get married to the princess. I'm going to enter the palace." They said, they, they, "What? What proof you got? How do we know you're speaking the truth?" He said, "Listen. Guaranteed, fifty percent from my side is done. I'm just waiting for her side." In other words, a pointless claim, an empty claim. Sahaba understood that verbal. Declaration of love and devotion to Allah and His Rasul Sallam is not sufficient. Inna nuhibu Rabbana habban shadi habban shadida. Ya Rasulullah, we love Allah excessively. Fahab Allah Taala an yajalana alaman li mahabbatihi. Yajalana alaman li mahabbatihi. Ya Rasulullah. We are begging you, ask our Allah to show us a sign. Show us a sign. What's the proof that our love is acceptable? Our love is true. Our love is sincere. And on that occasion, this verse of the Quran was revealed. Qul in kuntum tuhibun Allah. Tell them, O Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, your companions are openly declaring they love Allah. Tell them they want a sign. They want the proof. They want to know that this love is acceptable to Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then tell them what is the sign and what is the proof. Fatbiyuni, fatbiyuni. That from head to toe, they have to cloak 
and clothe and cover themselves in the robe, in the practical robe of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jahasebi nazar ajai, wherever you see them, wherever you come into contact with them, they don't have to speak, just looking at them, you know that this is Muhammadi. That this is Ashik, a follower of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Practically, fattabi'uni. This is the proof. In other words, the love has to translate itself into obedience. The love has to translate itself into itaat. Imam Hassan Basri, rahimahullah, in the tafsir of this verse of the Quran, he says, I'alam. أَنَّكَ لَن تُحِبَّ اللَّهِ حَتَّى تُحِبَّ طَاعَتَهُ That know and understand that you do not love Allah. لَن تُحِبَّ اللَّهِ It is impossible that you truly love Allah. And His Rasul ﷺ, unless you love obeying Allah and His Rasul ﷺ. Abu Yaqub, rahimahullah, used to say, كُلُّ مَنِ الدَّعَى مَحَبَّةَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ كُلُّ مَنِ الدَّعَى مَحَبَّةَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَلَمْ يُوَافِقِ اللَّهَ فِي أَمْرِهِ فَدَعْوَاهُ بَاطِلًا Anyone who claims that he loves Allah and in extension his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but his life is not in conformance with shariat. When the red robot of Allah's haram comes in front of him when the stop sign comes in front of him, لَمْ يُوَافِقِ اللَّهَ فِي أَمْرِهِ لَمْ يَحْفَزْ حُدُودَهُ يَحْيَى بِنْ مُعَاذِ رَحِمُهُ اللَّهِ Says, كُلُّ مَنِ الدَّعَى مَحَبَّةَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَلَمْ يَحْفَزْ حُدُودَهُ When Allah's haram comes in front, when the stop sign comes in front, when the hold on sign comes in front, he's not prepared to stop. فَدَعْوَاهُ بَعْتِلًا Then he's claimed that he loves Allah and his Rasul that claim is a lie. He is deceiving himself. Love is what Sahaba understood to be love. Aishq, muhabbat, this is a cornerstone of shariat. This is a cornerstone of deen. This is the goal and objective of our life. Because if our love is sincere, if our love is true, if we come onto that love, which is matloob and desired by Allah and His Rasul then what will happen? How beautifully, in a few expressions, in this verse, Allah Ta'ala tells us, يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ You will become the beloved of Allah. You will become the beloved of Allah. You will become sinless. Allah will forgive you. Allah is very forgiving. Allah is very merciful. Dunya will be yours. Qabr will be yours. Jannat will be yours. Akhirat will be yours. Allah will be yours. What is the condition? That this love must not just be a verbal declaration. It must translate itself into itaat and obedience. Ajeeb incident, very often I've mentioned it. Because like, we have to understand my respected brothers, if we want to know what is ish, if we want to know what is muhabbat, if we want to know what is fana fillah wa rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then it is impossible to understand this concept unless we turn the clock. Turn the clock back 14 centuries ago. Ashabu Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
اختارهم الله لصحبت نبيه that jamaat and that group that was hand picked selected chosen by Allah to be in the companionship of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam our mother Aisha radiyallahu anha is the narrator jaa rajulun إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال والله يا رسول الله إنك لا أحب إلي من نفسي وإنك لا أحب إلي من مالي وإنك لا أحب إلي من ولدي وإني لا أكون في البيت فأذكرك فما أصبر حتى آتيك فأنظر إليك she says a sahabi comes to Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم what is his purpose what is his objective to declare his love Wallahi, by the qasam of Allah, O Nabi of Allah, you are more beloved to me than my children. You are more beloved to me than my wealth and my family. And Ya Rasulullah, you are more beloved to me than my own life. وَإِنِّي لَا أَكُونُ فِي الْبَيْتِ Sometimes I am sitting at home. فَأَذْكُرُكَ فَمَا أَصْبِرْ حَتَّى آتِيكَ فَأَنْذُرَ إِلَيْكَ Sometimes I am sitting at home. The thought of you enters my heart. Ya Rasulullah, when that happens, I become restless. My sleep becomes haram. My food becomes haram. There is nothing that is pleasurable for me. I am restless. I am not at ease. حَتَّى آتِيكَ فَأَنْذُرَ إِلَيْكَ Until I do not come and cool my heart by looking at your noble countenance. Today, a troubling thought occurred to me. What thought? The reality of life. This is an ephemeral existence, temporary life. I'm going to die, Ya Rasulullah. You're also going to leave this dunya. Ya Rasulullah, you will get the highest echelons of Jannah and Paradise. Inni is dakhaltul Jannah. Khashitu Allah Araq. The thought that worried me is that if I gain entry into Jannah, I can never reach your maqam and status. Ya Rasulullah, you will be right up. I will be right down in Jannah. I fear that in Jannah I will be deprived of your ma'iyat, of your companionship. I fear in Jannah I will not be able to cool my heart by looking at you. What is he saying? Translate this, understand the veracity of what he is saying. He says, Ya Rasulullah, Jannah is not Jannah unless I can be with you. The hoors of Jannah, the ghilman of Jannah, the qusur of Jannah, the beautiful descriptions of Jannah are meaningless to me, Ya Rasulullah, if I am deprived of your sohbat and your companionship. We want to know what is love, this is love. We want to know what is ishq and muhabbat, this is ishq and muhabbat. Lam yuridin nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this. What, what, what was he trying to, what was the objective of this entire exercise? Ya Rasulullah, when I am at home and I think of you, all I have to do is leave my house and come and look at you. Ya Rasulullah, show me a nuskha, show me a prescription, that in Jannah also I will be with you. In Jannah also I'll be able to see you. In Jannah also I will have your companionship. What is the nuskha? What is the prescription? لَمْ يُرِدِ النَّبِيُّ عَلَيْهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Allah's Rasulullah did not respond to this. This call reached Allah's arsh. This declaration of muhabbat and love was true, was sincere. The whole heaven started shaking, shaking, if you want to talk of it in, uh, in abstract concept. Allah's arsh this reaches. Jibreel is dispatched. Jibreel is dispatched to understand the importance of that verse that was revealed and what its meaning is, go to another incident. Youngster, one is the youth of today. One is the youth of today. One is the youth of that time. 
One is the youth that today says, I love Allah and his Rasul What is his alamad? MashaAllah, he's ready to march today. He's ready to chant slogans in the defense of Islam. He wears a t-shirt emblazoned on it. Recently there was one Islamic conference. Allah forgive us, this is not a fairy tale, this is haqiqat. There was an Islamic conference in a first world country. And there was a young teenage girl. She had a t-shirt on. On it was written, if you think that I am hot, then the fire of hell is hotter. A t-shirt on when nothing is left to the imagination. This has become our understanding of deen. This has become our understanding of declaration for love for Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where we are decrepit, morally bankrupt, zero from head to toe of sunnah. The youngster today has got his ray-bans on. The other day I gave a lift to one youngster. This is not a story. This is haqiqat. I gave a lift to one youngster, he's got Ray-Bans on, he's got jeans on, he's got a t-shirt on, from head to toe, it's shouting, shouting, that in my life there is no sunnah, there is the way of the kuffar, of the yahud, of the nasara. And he says, Molana, I got one question for you. I said, bye, what is your question? He says, that aren't we showing our support for the Jews if we buy Coca-Cola? I'm sitting on the member of the masjid, I'm not making this up, this is haqiqat. This is reality, this is what our understanding of deen has become. You got no problem with the t-shirt and the jeans and the ray-bans and head to toe, no sunnah. But you want to know whether it is okay to buy coke and drink coke because you're showing support for the Jews in Palestine, in, in Israel. Or you're not, showing your, your, you're not showing your solidarity for the Palestinian brothers. The youngster today wants to march. He's got the flag in his hand. I am the warrior of Islam. I've said this very often. By warrior of Islam, tomorrow morning at the time of Fajr, look at our masjid. Cry tears of blood. Cry tears of blood when you see the condition of the masjid. What, Fajr is too early? If that football match or that musical show or something we had interest in, in was going on at 1-2 in the morning, then it's easy to stay away. What warrior of Islam are you that you can hold the flag today shouting your, shouting your solidarity for Islam but you can't lift the 50 ounce blanket of your body and come for Fajr Salah to the masjid? Are you Ashik of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? It's not our job to run anybody down, my respected brothers. But what have we understood muhabbat to be? What have we understood love to be? December is coming, this is the crunch test. This is the crunch test because what happens under the, under the banner of vacation, under the banner of holiday, under the banner of relaxation time. Allah forgive you, Allah forgive myself. Allah forgive us. Under that banner, we will destroy and emasculate the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Khaya, shame, modesty becomes an unknown concept. Shariat and deen is trampled underneath the feet under this banner that now it's vacation time, it's December, it's free time, do whatever you want. Then where is the love? Has Malakul Moth, have we got some sort of a contract with him that listen, during this period, you're not going to visit? Have we got some sort of a contract, some sort of an agreement? Love has to try. Alam These words of Imam Hassan Basri, rahimahullah, are worth writing down in gold. He says it is impossible that you love Allah and His Rasul if you do not love their obedience. 
Your love is not true. It can never be true. أَنَّكَ لَن تُحِبَّ اللَّهِ دَعْوَاهُ بَاطِلًا They say, our Salaf Salihin, they say, دَعْوَاهُ بَاطِلًا This claim is batil, it's a lie. It can never be true. Talha bin Bara radiallahu ta'ala anhu presents himself before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Youngster, I said one is our youth, one is the youth of that time. Such is his love, such is his emotion, he's not able to contain himself. He grabs the body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa starts kissing Nabiya Pak sallallahu profusely, from head to toe, comes in the riwayat, he kisses the Mubarak feet of Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa inni uhibbuk, inni uhibbuk, inni uhibbuk, ya Rasulullah, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then? They understood this Verbal declaration is not sufficient. That is why, what does this youngster do? Inni uhibbuk, I love you. Murni bima ahbab, fala a'silaka amra. Ya Rasulullah, command me with what is beloved to you. I love you, so command me with what is beloved to you. Because my love for you, my devotion to you will never allow me to be disobedient to anything that you have commanded. This is love. Translates itself into obedience. Translates itself into sunnah. That miswak is not something to be ridiculed. The dressing of sunnah, the hair of sunnah, the appearance of sunnah. This has to become beloved. Practicing upon sunnah has to become beloved. That is true love. The same youngster, what is the samara? What is the return? What will Allah give you? In that verse of the Quran, Allah says, I will love you. Follow my Habib, I will love you. Follow my Habib, I will forgive you. Follow my Habib, you are a jannati. In this incident, this youngster becomes sick, terminally ill. Allah's Rasul goes to visit him late one night. He is unconscious. The Habib of Allah says to his family people, I fear he will not last the night. If he passes away, send for me, I will perform his janazah salah. Saying this, Nabi Salaam goes away. Understand, this is Sahib Wahi. Innaka Wama Yantiku Anil Hawa Inhua illa wahi yuha. This is Sahib Wahi. This is Sahib Wahi. Allama Kamalam Takuntalam. La inna la tadri mal kitab wala iman. Walakin jaalnahu nuran nahdi bihi man nashaw min ibadina. This is Allahu Akbar, the beloved of Allah. When he says, I fear he will not last the night, is not going to be an empty statement. Talha passes away on the same night. But before he passes away, after Rasulullah has left, he regains consciousness. Such is the connection. Such is the connection between Habib and Mahbub. Call it a sixth sense. He says, I sense my Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam was here. They said, yes, Rasulullah Pak came to visit you. What did he say? Next question. What did he say? He said that if you pass away, you must send for him. He will perform your janazah in that weak, pitiable condition. In the last throes of life, still the concern for Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He says, no, don't do that. Don't do that. There are enemies of Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi living in this vicinity. I fear... In the cloak of darkness, they may harm him. If I pass away, bury me and inform him the next day. When Rasulullah Pak Salaam hears about the demise of Talha bin Bara, he rushes, Sahaba say like the wind, rushes to the graveside of Talha bin Bara radiallahu ta'ala anhu, stands in front of the grave and he raises his hand 
He raises his hand standing at the grave of the Sahabi. Thamara of Muhabbad. Return of Muhabbad. What will Allah give you when the love is sincere? What will Allah give you when the love is true? Allahumma ilqa talha. Ilqa talha. Tadhaku ilayka. Wa anta yadhaku ilayhi. Oh my Allah. Oh my Allah, I beg you, I entreat you, I supplicate before you that tomorrow, on the day of judgment, Ya Allah, when you meet this young sahabi of mine, let it be that you are smiling at him and he is smiling at you. Let it be that you are smiling at him and he is smiling. This is dua, but this is not just dua, this is prophecy. That my life and your life can be given on this absolute reality that tomorrow when the sahabi meets Allah, he will be smiling at Allah and Allah will be smiling at him. Thamara of muhabbat. Thamara of muhabbat. Obviously when we talk of Allah smiling, ulama give interpretation of that. I'm not going to go into the details, so don't misunderstand. But nevertheless coming back to this incident of the sahabi's declaration of love. Ya Rasulullah, I love you. I want to be with you. I want to be with you. Lam yurida alayhi nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Habib of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aisha says, didn't answer this. He was silent. Hatta nazala Jibreel bihadi al-ayah. Until Jibreel comes down with this verse of the Qur'an. وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا I love you, I want to be with you. What does Quran say? What does my Allah say? That can only happen. It can only happen if the muhabbat translates itself into itaat. If the love translates itself into obedience. وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ The one who will obey Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah promises you, أُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ You will be with those whom you love. You will be with them. We will resurrect you with them. If your life is on sunnah, if your life is on itaad, if your life is on obedience, if this declaration of love, Allah forgive me for using the crude term, is not hypocritical. That the name is Gulam Muhammad and the actions are the dushman of Muhammad wasallam. The name is Gulam Muhammad, but the weddings have no, no similarity. His business, no similarity. Dressing, no similarity. Condition of his home, no similarity. Values in his life, no similarity. Ambitions and goals, no similarity. With what Allah and His Rasul sallallahu won. Allah forgive me, Allah forgive you. If that is the case, then the love is not sincere. The love is not sincere. Understand, we are talking about love. For such a Habib, such a Nabi, such a personality who finished himself for us. Finished himself. More than your mother, more than your father. There is no mother and father that cried for their children as much as Muhammad wasallam cried for you and I. There is no parents that sacrificed as much as Muhammad wasallam sacrificed for you and I. He will be restless. He will be restless. He will be... 
he will finish himself until the last ummati, the last ummati, even that person with an iota or a vestige of iman in his heart does not enter into Jannah, the Habib of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will not be at ease. لَن تَرْضَى Muhammad وَوَاحِدٌ مِّنْ أُمَّتِهِ فِي النَّارِ Abdullah bin Abbas who declares this, my Habib will never be satisfied, he will never be happy, he will never be at ease as long as one ummati is in Jahannam. This kind of ish, this kind of love, this kind of devotion he had for you and I. Authorities, authorities of sunnah, authorities of ahadith, of the maqam, of the status, of the caliber, of Alama Nawawi rahimahullah, Alama Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, they narrate this incident, that once a Bedouin comes in front of the graveside, Rodha Mubarak of Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, presents himself, he makes haziri in front of Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stands in front of the grave, and then he says, recites this verse of the Qur'an, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ جَاءُوكَ جَاءُوكَ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا اللَّهَ وَاسْتَغْفَرَ لَهُمُ الرَّسُولِ لَوَجَدُوا اللَّهَ تَوَّابًا رَحِيمًا Allahu Akbar, what does Allah say? إِذْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ إِذْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ What does this mean? It means that there wasn't a moment of obedience. Sharabi, kababi, put whatever label. The, this man blackened his existence. Allah says if they blackened their existence, their life was a life of total, complete disobedience. Ja'uk, then they come to you, my Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fastaghfarullah. They ask Allah to forgive them. You, my Habib, seek forgiveness on their behalf. They will find Allah very forgiving, very merciful. He says, Ya Rasulullah, I've come to you with a dastan and a legacy of Allah's disobedience. A soul that is drowning in sin, that has been blackened with Allah's disobedience. Ya Rasulullah, I muqirram bi dhunubi. I declare, I openly admit my weakness, my wrongs. I openly admit that I am full of sins. Ya Rasulullah, I am asking Allah to forgive me. And I am begging you to intercede on my behalf. And you also ask my Allah to forgive me. And then he recites a few couplets up till today. We find that of the four couplets that he recites, the first two are written on either side of the roda, on either side of the pillars in front of the grave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The last two are not there, but it is there in the riwayat of Allama ibn Kathir and Allama Nawi rahimahullah. Ya khayra man dufinat fil qai a'zamuhu fataba min tibihinna al-qa'u wal-akamu nafs al-fida liqabrin anta sakinuhu fihi al-afaf wa fihi al-judu wal-karamu. These two are there. Then the next two that are not there. Anta al-shafi'u al-ladhi 
ترجى شفاعته على الصراط إذا ما زلت القدم وصاحباك لا أنساهما أبدا مني السلام عليكم ما جرى القلم Ya Khairaman Dufinat Filkaya Adamuhu, oh that personality who when he walked above the ground, there was no one better than him. He beautified and fragranced the entire universe. Now that he has gone beneath the ground, underneath the ground has become beautiful, it has become fragranced. Ya Khairaman Dufinat Filkaya Adamuhu, Fataba Mintibihinal Kawal Akamu, Nafsil Fida, Likabrin and Tasakinuhu, may my life be sacrificed. May my life be sacrificed upon that grave in which you are residing. For with you is your generosity, and with you is your kindness. Anta Shafi'ulladi, Anta Shafi'ulladi, Turja Shafa'atuhu. Referring to that day, that moment that is going to come. Abdullah bin Mubarak is lying with his head in the lap of his wife. He starts crying. She looks at him crying. She also cries. He addresses her, Ma Yubkik, why are you crying? She says, I saw you crying. I started crying also. He said, Dhakartu Allahi Azza wa Jal. I remember this verse of the Quran. Where Allah says, This is going to happen. It is decreed by your Allah. The heavens and earth can come to an end, but this is going to happen. Every one of you will have to cross the bridge over Jahannam. Sirat is there over Jahannam. Every one of you, without exception, will have to cross that bridge. Every person of Iman will have to cross that bridge. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be standing on the side. Ya Rabbi Sallim Sallim Ya Rabbi Sallim Sallim Oh may Allah be merciful upon them Oh may Allah be merciful upon them He will be begging Allah His hands will be raised And one one, one one will have to go Khatmam maqdiya This Allah has decreed You will have to cross it There is no getting away Thumma nunajjil ladheena attaqaw Wa nadharu al-dhalimina fi hajith only those of taqwa will cross. They will get najat. And the zalimin will fall head, head, headlong into Jahannam. Abdullah bin Rawaha, Sahabi Rasul, is crying. Crying, his wife starts sobbing. And we we feel we're just going to say, I love Allah and His Rasul sallallahu and Jannat is guaranteed. The love has to translate itself into obedience. Coming back to this, Anta Shafi'ul Ladi, Turja Shafa'atuhu, Ala Sirati Dama Zalatil Qadamu, Ape Wazad, Ape Wazad, Jiske Safarish Kebagheed, Men Kabi Nahi Guzar Sakhtao. You are that being without whose intercession I will never be able to cross the Sirat. 
وَصَاحِبَاكَ And let لَا أَنْسَاهُمَا أَبَدًا Let me not forget the two companions that are resting next to you, Ya Rasulullah. My Nabi Wasallam enters the masjid. Right hand side Abu Bakr, left hand side Umar radiallahu anhuma. Allah's Habib Wasallam holds the hands of both of them, raises it up like this and says, هَكَذَا نُحْشَرُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Exactly like this, Allah is going to raise us on the day of judgment. So he says, let me not forget your two companions. وَصَاحِبَاكَ لَا أَنْسَاهُمَا أَبَدًا What a beautiful analogy. مِنِّ السَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمُ مَا جَرَ الْقَلَمُ As long as the pens will write, in other words, for eternity, may my salams descend upon you and Abu Bakr and Umar رضي الله تعالى عنهما. Saying this, he goes away. Atabi rahimahullah is sitting nearby. He dozes off. مَنْ رَآنِي فِي الْمَنَامِ فَقَدْ رَآنِي فَإِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَا يَتَمَثَّلُ فِي سُورَةِ Rasulullah s.a.w. says, The one who sees me in a dream has definitely seen me because shaitan cannot take my form. Atabi sees Rasulullah s.a.w. He makes ziyarat of Nabi Pak s.a.w. in his dream. Nabi s.a.w. says to him, Ya Atabi, Atabi, Adriki al-Arab. Go and find that Bedouin and tell him that Allah has made his maghfirat. Such a Nabi... Such ish, such muhabbat, such devotion. My respected brothers, let us at least reciprocate that. Reciprocate that devotion, that ish, that muhabbat. At least on this level, many, many times before I've said this, at least on this level, at least this much, at least this much. Two things. If we take nothing else away, take two things away. From the heart. Third wave, fourth wave, fifth wave, sixth wave, whatever it is, Allah knows best. From the heart. Each one make this intention, we are not going to abandon the masjid. Five times a day with salah in the masjid, that is the starting point of love for Allah and His Rasul Wasallam. On this, Allah and His Habib Wasallam have promised Jannah. And the second thing let us take away, my respected brothers, is like, a, I've given this analogy many times, a policeman, a person in uniform, whatever he belongs to, he doesn't have to introduce himself. You look at him and automatically you know who he is identifying himself with. At least this much love. Even if it is not sincere, let the outside, even if it is outside, never mind what people say, never mind, even if it is for show, at least come on to this much level, this much preference, this much tabedari, this much wafadari, that wherever we go, we don't have to introduce ourselves. Person just looks at him, looks at us, and knows this is Gulam Muhammad. This is a follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah give us